Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hello Govern the Podcast. And can you believe it? We, it's episode 40. We've actually done 40 episodes of this show. Amazing. <laughs> as always, I'm. Yeah, as always, I'm I'm Abdullah, and with me as always is Tom. And um, for those who, again, for those that listen to us, we do uh, a new segment on the show where we, the first half of the show we would usually talk about wrestling. And if you're not into that, then you know I would usually leave a timestamp on the Lisbon page on our main Lisbon page of the of the part where you can go to to skip, you know, the wrestling stuff. So again, skip to that time if you want to skip the wrestling talk, but if you want to listen to us ramble for 30 or 40 minutes about wrestling, then stick around. So anyway, TNA Impact. <laughs> WCW 2.0. <laughs> okay, so uh, it, it really is sad when Spike TV, the the powerhouse that brought us storage wars yeah. doesn't want to renew you for another season or whatever. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. And, and what's even worse is like I, I heard rumors that like Animal Planet Planet had contacted them and they had said that they were interested wait, 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 <laughs> in so picking them up. Animal Planet that are specialized in animals want TNA. <laughs> Someone has to. Wow. But have, have you heard the estimate that, because um, at the moment it's estimated that TNA got, was it 1,000 worth of hours of television and their DVD in their library? Holy crap. Um, apparently the going rate for per hour, guess what the going rate is per hour is? Oh. 500 quid, about $500. <laughs> I can buy that. <laughs> I can you can buy... buy an hour of their TV if you want to. <laughs> I can buy uh, an hour of crappy footage of Hogan and Sting <laughs> cutting horrible promos against each other. <laughs> so, let's get this in retrospect. So, I would say if this is a good opportunity, if this is true, that... Spike are not renewing WWE. Get your hand on the fucking DVD library footage. And that's the kind of what the sad thing is. It's like they're so they're so pathetic. WWE doesn't even want them. Yeah, because because it's like with WCW it made sense because yeah. again they were huge competition back in the day and back then there was no internet and people actually watched television. So the ratings mattered, but nowadays it's like, who cares? Yeah. I think what you need to do with, um, if WWE want the footage, I would just say, get the footage, get all the Sting stuff, personally. Because then when you, if you make that collection DVD box set of him, you got all the TNA stuff to use of him. <laughs> to put in the DVD box set. God, I, I I would just love to see that where you have like high quality WCW matches and then in another disc all the crappy TNA matches he had. God, I gotta admit when he first joined him, he had he did have quite a few quality matches. It's just when the whole I would say the the final nail in the coffin for that company was when Bischoff and Hogan joined joined the company. Yeah, 2010 was the year that they officially died and never recovered because 
In their infinite wisdom, they decided to bring in Hogan and Bischoff, and Hogan and Bischoff, being the egotistical fuckasses that they are, decided to make the show all about them, and it was just a mess. Like, And also giving Bischoff backstage control as well. Jesus Christ, what were you thinking? <laughs> he's, he's not bad, he's not bad. All you can say, he is a good booker. He can book some good matches. The problem is... You have gave him way too much control on the storyline aspect of things. Because here's the thing with Bischoff, for those who aren't, who aren't familiar with uh, wrestling. Bischoff is one of those guys who likes to put himself in the story, always. The thing is... It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the story is, he will find a way to put himself in it, and it's just the worst shit ever. That, the moment, I don't mind put him putting himself in it. It's the problem, he's a one, he does have some, some good idea, but the one idea he loves reusing over and over and over again is the NWO storyline, and that was quite apparent throughout TNA when he first joined. Do Should we list the number of groups that were NWO rip-offs? There was Immortal, there was Aces and Eights, there, there was EV two point. No, that was e, the ECW. There was uh, Fortune, the Four Horsemen. Yep. It just it, <laughs> like this shit is just awful. And didn't they move, move, merge Fortune with Immortal towards the end? Didn't they? They merged them together, didn't they? Oh, that was a wasted opportunity when they had they had Fortune come out, and they they had the perfect opportunity to turn them babyface. Then, yeah. But no, no. They joined them. I know they were <laughs> bitches. And also, they did this stupid joke with Rick Flair. Every single time he opens like something, he finds what is it vodka ice sort of things. Like, oh, we got to down it, got to down it. And Rick Flair's like, woo, I'm going to down this bottle of ice. <laughs> yeah, I love Rick Flair, but that was just yeah. horrifying to watch. So don't can't we forget the infant insane icon storyline with oh. um, with the crow in the office. We've ever Bischoff being completely piss scared this bird, which is a crow, in his office, chasing him around. Oh, I think the my favorite gimmick, and I use this in the most sarcastic manner I can think of, is Orla- Orlando Jordan's rapist, who would go around raping the other guys in the ring because he's bisexual. Yeah. And, you know, it was just uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, that was very <laughs> uncool. Or, or, or better yet, what about when they got Abyss and they did this whole gimmick with him, like he had a board full of nails and he basically bloody RVD and then the next following night they're, they're basically like, oh my god, that man's never going to wrestle again. Next night he comes out, he's perfectly fine. <laughs> oh god, what was the other one? Oh, Samoa Joe getting kidnapped by ninjas yeah. for no reason. <laughs> that sounds like something Vince Rosso would do. Do you remember at the end of WCW they had these ninjas going around stealing the golden plate? Oh, and it got worse because during the Green Hornet movie, they actually gave a Samoa Joe Akedo character as his bodyguard. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys. And people wonder why AJ Styles left. Because <laughs> he could have been the face of the company, but Hogan's like, nah, brother... I'm the face of this company. Oh, yeah, and also when they try to push beer money as the face of the company, Hogan's like, no, he can't go over at Bound for Glory. 
<laughs> he ain't ready, brother. And then what did he do the following pay-per-view after? They gave him the belt. <laughs> Which, I keep in mind, it was, the, was that the same pay-per-view that they had an infamous problem? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. Um, Jeff Hardy with Sting match. That's the way Bischoff Hogan was there. You know, what, what's, what made me mad about that match even more was... I've said this before countless times. For all the shit that the WWE guys get, at least they fucking show up and perform. I, I yeah. you, you know... tell Sting was pissed during that match and after that match. And he didn't... He look- said... Because yeah. he said, I know, I know, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah, can you remember when, when Eric Bischoff got in the ring, he put his delivery... Put his his microphone. He was holding it and behind his back and whispered the Sting ear. And immediately when you saw that shot of Sting with that look on his face, you knew he was fucking pissed off. Because because all he did, he tried to get him into the Sting lock. And every time he did try to get him in, in, in the Sting lock, Jeff Hardy would move and just wouldn't take the bump. Oh God! What was it? He was so intoxicated that he spent more time like taking off his shirt and trying to to find where to throw it in the crowd. Yeah. It was just pathetic. And and this is why I have no fucking respect for Jeff Hardy, because he just, like, show... He blows it every single time. And, and that was just the most unprofessional thing I've se- I think I've seen any wrestler, you know... And, and keep this in mind, he left WWE at the time, and keep in mind, he was the WWE champion at the time. Oh yeah, I mean this. Like a lot of people say, oh Cena, Cena was the big merchandise seller. No, you know, it was Hardy. Yeah, Hardy was the huge merchandise seller back from 2008 to 2009. Yeah, and he's best. Like he was, he was like they were starting to push him as the main face of the company, but he left. You know, <sighs> he left for about a year because he basically said this thing: I need to rest my body. And then in less than a year, he turned up in TNA, which I think is still a fucking piss take, to be honest. Yeah, that's a per- like again because I've seen interviews with the guy. And he's a fucking asshole. Like I, you know, I say I, I'll say you know again, Punk isn't that any better, but at least Punk at least showed up to his fucking matches and actually perform. Yeah, <laughs> just just a waste. And I'm like, it's. And it's kind of funny that TNA tries so hard to fucking compete with WWE, and yet most of oh. their guys are all WWE rejects. Oh, also, don't, don't you find it funny that when they went to, said, we're going to compete, brother, we're going to compete with WWE on the Monday nights now. It's the Monday night wars all over again, brother. And that lasted for about a month. I think it lasted for like two weeks. Yeah. At best. It didn't last that long because the ratings went down by the doubles. Yeah, I mean, especially like Taz, I think, said, we're taking over Monday nights. And I'm like... No, you're not. You do realize that football is on, right? (laughs) So, it's not like... It goes back to my argument of, you know, Americans, you know, they love watching football. Football's big there. And... You know, they're not going to go, oh, I'm going to stop what I'm doing because there's a fucking Jeff Hardy match on on uh, Impact. Yeah. It's just, it, it just... Doesn't happen. Oh, God, what was it all oh, that fucking when they brought in X-Pac and Scott Hall? Jesus Christ, that was awful. Oh, the band, that was another one that where Eric Mitchell was there. <laughs> that was another NWO, a blatant NWO ripoff, my ad. 
it's like, oh, hold on, brother, we can't say that because of legal reasons. They've got to mention that. They say, well, I'm here, the other guy's here, he's here, and you're here. We've got to get the band back together, brother. And it is, and isn't it funny that Scott Hall? I mean, and this was like washed up, fat ass, druggy Scott Hall. Like he, 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 he was in no shape to perform, and yet they put him in matches. And guess what? The matches were just pathetic. It it was painful to watch his matches in TNA at that time. Really painful. You knew with Scott Hall, he can go, he can fucking perform when he wants to. That's the thing. That's the thing with Scott Hall. Like, Kevin Nash wasn't... Let's be honest. Kevin Nash wasn't a great performer to begin with. He's an okay performer. But Scott Hall, he is a good performer and if he wants to perform. That's the problem with him. Which I think... I think, was it? JR and Gene, Gene Mean Oakland said that on of Knights of the Round said he could perform when he feels like it. That's his Yeah, problem. I mean, I, I always felt that was... You know Scott's whole thing, where it's mm. like if he wanted to to put on a good match, he would. But yeah. if he didn't, he would just half-ass it. And mm. and you got to keep in mind, this was this was way before the DDP stuff. So he was at his worst. He was addicted. Yeah. He was drunk off his ass. And, and and again, they brought him in for like what two or three, I think two or three weeks, and then he was let go. I think like, I it, think he was there just, for about a good month or two. I would say. It was just pathetic. And then, oh yeah, X-Pac. Yeah, because, you know, fucking X-Pac. Ugh. He ended up going back to WWE and being a trainer, didn't he? Yeah. It was like, yeah. It's like, I'm going to stop what I'm watching Raw because there's a fucking X-Pac match, match on TNA. Yeah, sure. But yeah, TNA is a company that's going to go downhill and it's not going to get... Re- if it does get renewed, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with it. Um... This is the thing what JR said about it. At the moment, it's it's going through a transition like WCW did back in the day um, with do Jim Crockett produ- Productions, he, he said. Like, it was losing money, it was losing views, it was losing talent, it just wasn't that good. And he said, the only way TNA can survive now, if they have a massive overhaul, like they get rid of a lot of the bad elements and get the right person in the deal with the company. If not... And that's not going to happen. I think the most viable option is to sell to WWE. Or better yet, why not just sell it back to Jeff Jarrett because he has his own wrestling promotion now. I think now. TNA will... <laughs> I think Jeff Jarrett will not touch that shit with a mile-foot-long stick. <laughs> He's like, fuck you guys, I'm starting my own wrestling organization, I'm going to do it right. <laughs> and also, then I will have an affair with another male, with another, well, other one of my talents, wrestlers, wives, and then I will make it personal and make it put on air. You remember that storyline? No, that, that was disgusting. That was the point where I'm like, Jeff Jarrett, you are a piece of shit as a human being. Because you brought in the kid. I don't mind the fucking drama thing with them, but when they brought in the kids, that was low. Yeah, that that is just disgusting. Y- you know, Karen and Jared, you are sick pieces of shit for doing that, and I have no respect I for you. I was surprised Kurt Angle stayed with the company after that. To be honest, well, he's Kurt Angle. He's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, again, it's, again, with the whole rumors of Kangle, I think Kangle's going to be gone soon. He's not renewing his contract either. So I, I and it's kind I, of, fun. I, I mean, if if SummerSlam. Be, because like I think like if Animal Planet picks them up, I, I think that 
it's going to get tougher because again, Animal Planet is not that big of a network. channel, a channel or network, and they're not going to have like a big enough budget uh, to support them. I've, so they're going to make a lot. They have to make a lot of fucking budget cuts I, if they want to survive. They need to get rid of. They they they're going to need to stream the fat. They're going to have to get rid of some of their top paying wrestlers. Or at least they're going to have to offer their top-paying wrestlers to say to them, look, would you take a lower pay cut? And I think, again, there's rumours going around for ages that Kurt Angle's not going to stay. Who else they got after when he's leaves? He leaves. They've really got no one. To be um, well, they got Samoa Joe, and that's it. When they have talent, it's just they none of them are fucking built. No, that's what I mean. It's just like, <laughs> beer money's good. Samoa Joe's always been good. I mean, they tried building Austin Aries, but they fucking killed his title reign. Oh, yeah, Austin Aries. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they built... I mean, this is, this is the problem. They got good, young talent, which I'm really, really shocked about. And you know what? They just either bury them, or they just don't build them right. Or if, if they are lucky, they do build someone right. They just basically fuck up in some sort of way or manner by giving either a stupid gimmick or get someone else to put to let them put over... That doesn't need doesn't need need to be put over. I mean, for fuck's sake, they did the fucking CM Punk angle with fucking AJ Styles recently, or I think a year ago. They did that fucking angle with him cutting a shoot promo and getting his mic turned off on Dixie. It's just like, oh my god, are we seriously doing this? Well, he didn't renew his contract. He left the company. <laughs> I mean, they gave him Sting's old gimmick where he's, like, sitting in the rafters. He's like, you gotta choose, brother. It's them or us. And it's like, yeah. God AJ left and Hogan left. I'm telling you, if that, I think I mentioned this, this, this to you before. If they ever make that book, The Rise and Fall of TNA, the front cover needs to be that image of Hulk Hogan walking out of the building with Dixie Carton wrapped around his leg. And again, it says a lot because, it, I mean, Hogan left. So there you go. I mean, even Hogan knew at some point, yeah, this shit ain't working out. I'm sorry, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Bischoff basically just let his contract expired. He didn't bother to renew. I, I think he got fired. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because like, I think he had some heat with some people backstage with TNA and stuff like that, and then they just didn't bother to renew. His, I think they didn't bother to renew his contract. They just let it run out early, early this year. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's you know it's that this is it. I mean, it, they they need to find a network, and if if not, then they could just go on to the on demand route. Yeah. Because because uh, because uh, a lot of shows are doing that now, where if they if a network doesn't want to air their shit, they'll just go on demand well, for the rest of their whatever. Do you think they're going to go in the same format and bring on all of them with the whole on-demand pay online service? Might as well, because I don't think that any, you know, if the deal with Animal Planet doesn't work out, who, who wants to take them, to be quite honest? I think... I know I said this once already, but maybe Dodi could buy the, the DVD library at least. And they maybe get some of their talent, maybe like Samoa and Joe, Austin Aries, stuff, people like them, and try try to pick up some of the remains of it and try to do something with it. Because, be honest, I wouldn't mind WWE buying them. And then a lot of people say, no, that will just oversaturate the market again. But 
again, a lot of these wrestlers are going to go to places that they've got nowhere else to go. The indie market's slimming really fast recently. It's the indie market's dying, to be honest. Well, the, it's dying because WWE's been doing such a great job with NXT yeah. that most of the guys just want to go to NXT now. The only indie developer that actually is still doing very well for them, though, is Ring on Honor. The reason why Ring on Honor does so well because they have the established brand, brand that have that can produce good talent, good storylines, and also know how to put on a good show, and also know what their comfort show zone is and work within it. TNA, on the other hand, this is the problem from day one. They tried to compete with WWE. They didn't have the money. Yeah, because here's the thing about Ring of Honor, and this is what the TNA fails to understand. Yeah. The reason Ring of Honor is respected with WWE and they don't mind using their footage is because they aren't trying to compete with no. them. This is what Vincent Mann said about Ring of Honor. I think he sees it like he saw ECW back in the day because they respected one another, the companies, back during the 90s. I mean, because they're not trying to compete with them, and Vince's like, fine, you know, let them do what they want, you know, I, if they're not trying to compete with me, I'm gonna, you know, ask them to, to you know, do this, do that, and they helped out a lot with the CM Punk DVD, like, yeah. they, you know, they didn't have to do that, but they did, and that was really great. Yeah, and it, even they went, um, allowed him to go back behind the stages and stuff like that, and let let him go filming the Ring of Honor DVD, um, in, in the DVD, go backstage, and let him walk around the ring on a ring and stuff like that and the and the training center and stuff like that. I thought Even that's even cool. even like even WWE, like when they do like articles on their website, they list Ring of Honor matches as like some of the top matches you should watch. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of respect yeah. there. So Again, it's like this is like how Vince McMahon tr- treated ECW back in the day when because he respected him like well and also I'll give Vince credit, he even when, when he helped Paul Heyman out with some financial problems like because when ECW going down, he was going to be left with a huge debt, and Vince basically brought the company off him and paid off the debt for him. You know, because again, they weren't trying to compete with him. Oh. That's why he was so. That's why he didn't like bring in the guys until like after he brought in WCW. Yeah, exactly. And it's just again, it's like TNA gone the opposite route, like WCW, and they would going after the WWE, and that's why WWE never really expected, you know, we never really... That, that's why they never mentioned them, because no. they knew that they were nothing. Like, they, they knew they couldn't compete with them, because WWE, like, here's what they fail to understand. WWE is a brand. Yeah. You know, it's not just a wrestling thing. It's a brand. You know, it's a brand name. It's on, like, action figures, DVDs, clothing, all this stuff. So... Even if it's not like, even if like you're not a wrestling fan, you would at least bring in profits from merchandise. Oh yeah. T- TNA doesn't have that. No, every time you watch a TNA show, you see mostly WWE merchandising the fans are wearing, and on top of that as well, they have not been selling out stadiums. Oh yeah, that was pathetic. Like that that baseball. Uh, game. What was that one? Uh, was it Bound for Glory or something that had like only two hundred or so people? Yeah, that was that was just pretty sad. Have you seen the most recent one? It was in a baseball stadium, and they basically there's a photo and a very they barely filled it, and that was really bad. And again, TNA got so desperate they brought back like the six sided ring. Wow, yeah. a little too late for that one, guys. Yeah, I think TNA are done. They need to. 
I don't know. I've, I I think they're done. They need to sell. They either need to find a. They either need to sell the WWE or if the thing. I I can't see the thing with Animal Planet working out. I think WWE should just buy their DVD library and call it a day. Because even like back then, you know, even at their most popularity, they couldn't compete with them because, like I said, they refused to go into merchandising. Like, what little yeah. merchandising they had was just very little, and you're like, you know, it. They were. It's 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 like it's it's. Here's the thing. It's easy for me to find WWE DVDs because they're constantly being made. They're not going to be out of print. But with TNA DVDs, they're like in a year or two, they're going to be out of print. Yeah. Because you know they don't have the money to you know support the stuff. And now that the contract's not going to be renewed, then all that DVD, all the previous DVDs that they released from 2010 to now. Are probably going to go out of print now. That's the reason why I would like WD to buy their library because WD is self-publishing their stuff at the moment. They buy their DVD library, at least that stuff's never going to go to waste again, and people get to see them, get to see the good TNA stuff again, you know, and never see it again. Although I'll, I'll be honest, the thing that made me laugh the most was Jeff Jarrett's DVD. Oh, set. God, yeah, I remember that. Like, it was such a big deal out of it. It's like a free disc, disc box set. And I remember we this back years ago, we looked that up and then we looked up the Ric Flair Ultimate Collection free disc thing, and that was made years and years before that. I think that was made back during the time of WrestleMania 20, and we looked up the Jeff Jarrett thing, and that was back in 04, 09, and that was out of print within the year. Yeah. <laughs> And and Flair has like two DVDs and they're still in production. So there you go. <laughs> Just goes to show you. I mean, fuck Vince's old DVD set. McMahon is still available. You can still buy that. So. <laughs> and also now because they got the WWE Network, they're gonna be there forever. You can get them digitally. So it's just. <sighs> It's sad, really. Like I, 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 you know, I hate TNA, but I, I still think it's sad that any see any wrestling company go downhill like this. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm more sad for for the talent because it's cause you got to realize that's a lot of employees out of work. Pretty much, you know, like the only two, and that's a sad thing. It's like the only two places that the only three places they can go. Because here's what people need to understand. Like, for us, pro wrestling isn't as big as it used to be. And you don't have a lot of choices. You either go to WWE or Ring of Honor or Japan. That's it. Those are, like, your three choices. Either that or you find a really small indie promotion. And there are a lot of those that, sadly, a lot of talented wrestlers go there and they waste their talent over there. Yeah, there's a there are quite a few small indie companies and stuff like that. There's there's some good ones, but the problem is it's just like you said, some rest some wrestlers just waste themselves going to these companies, these indie. Do- it's it, that's not bad. It's just really, it's it's just poor, you know. It's like such a it's again John Morrison. He could have had a great career in WWE, but you know he left to go and then he's like doing, he's like on some fucking crappy. I don't even know what the fuck he's doing now. Yeah, because the only... What was it? The only stuff... The only big wrestling 
well, kind of wrestling indie wrestling companies I know of. Um, was it? I'm just trying to remember some of them. I know there's. I only know Ring of Honor and Dragon's Gate. That's the only yeah. two I know. Um, All Japan Pro Wrestling. That's another one they can go to. They can you can try your lockdown in Mexico. That's another big place you can go to. When Jeff Jarrett has his new like global force wrestling thing, so yeah, that's another no. one. I know the United Kingdom has like two, one, and that's like Revolution Pro Wrestling and a NWA UK Hawks Stockton and All Star Wrestling. And so yeah, it's it's just it's because cause here's the thing, wrestlers like everyone else, they want to go to WWE. They want to go there because they get paid more and they 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 stay relevant yeah. there. If if anything else, but you know it's just sad. It really is because it wasn't like back in the day when you know back in the '90s when wrestling was the hot shit and everyone wanted to be like in WCW or WWF and they get they got paid insane amounts of money. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, more money than you could you could ever imagine. And nowadays, like. No, we're not paying you that much. <laughs> yeah, kind of bad when you look at it that way. But yeah, I just it's sad. It's it's sad to see it go, but I think it it was it it the early warning signs appeared in like mid to late two oh nine and then the obvious signs that the company was gonna close down at some point was back in twenty ten. But anyway, on to more refresh, more uplifting news. Sting showed up at Comic Con. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> that was a bit of a surprise because they they didn't put him on the card or anything. Originally, they advertised for Paul Heyman, Hulk Hogan, and Daniel Bryan to be there, and they mentioned about the Sting toy and stuff like that. And then suddenly, his music hit and he came out, and that crowd went nuts for him. Yeah, <laughs> they went nuts for him. Uh, I was like. And most of these people got to remember are normal press people as well. Like people knew because because again, again, like that that reaction just shows just tells me WWE you got to get this guy in your ring because yeah. you know they, they again like I look back at that previous Raw when that commercial that video game commercial aired and the crowd went nuts for that. Yeah. So you know, did you see the ING interview with him? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, interesting what he said. He said, well, do you want to get back in the ring before me? Went, yeah, I'd like to get back in the ring. And I think this was his precise words. He said he wants to get back in the ring before and he knows who his final match is. So that sort of indicated, I think he wants more than one match, but he knows who his final match is. Who he's, again, like yeah. he's he's ready. And like <laughs> I said, before, like I said before in previous like podcasts, I I want to see him come as like a... a, a you know, a veteran yeah. guy, you know, have more than one match, you know, yeah. just... Do like something like Chris Jericho or something like that, just be there for like a few months and stuff like that, just have that one stint, you know? Yeah. That's that's all we need to do. That, that's all, that's all, because again, I know he's 50 and that's controversial and yada, 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 but come on, you know, you have Sting, he's already signed, we already know he did, he's ready, yeah. Just get him in the ring already. There's three matches I do want to see him wrestle in. I think I mentioned this on previous podcast. My top three choices are um, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and The Undertaker. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, or even like just normal matches with guys like Cesaro yeah. on Raw. You know, that would be great. It'd be cool if, if if he can have a match with Chris Jericho again. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Chris Jericho, maybe maybe have a match with each member of the Shield. Maybe that'd be quite good. I again, because like I said, because the crowd went nuts for him, and I'm just thinking to myself, look, WWE, you. You got you got him on here. Yeah. We we know he's signed. Just just have him show up. I mean, just but but if you're gonna have him show up, have him show up at SummerSlam. Yeah, either doing don't 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 waste his appearance on a Raw after SummerSlam because that would just be stupid. Yeah, have him turn up at SummerSlam. Make him come down for the Raptors or something like that. Lights go out. The best thing you could do have him interfere in John Cena's match against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that that'd be oh that'd be. That would be that. That would get people talking. Yeah. <laughs> and if you really, if you really want to get people talking, this week too, have him turn up. Look like he's going to attack Brock Lesnar, but he said let him attack John Cena. <laughs> that will get people talking. Just saying. But yeah, um, I'm excited for Sting, and I hope that he shows up at, at SummerSlam because you know. SummerSlam's shaping up to be good, so yeah. you know, hopefully they pull out something good for for the main event because it looks to be a good match, and I'm hoping to see like what they're gonna do with Lesnar and the belts because I don't think he's gonna like you know yeah. I've, work a full schedule uh, with those. I think the other, I, I think another good match I think I would like to see Sting is again um, Bray Wyatt. Oh yeah, that'd be another that'd be another good wrestler to see him in a match with. Again, like WWE, just is like you saw the reaction. Just you know, get him in that ring, get him wrestling. <laughs> People are gonna <laughs> go what I want. nuts over him when they see him properly. <laughs> you know, it's just again, it's it's just such a surreal moment because because again, I wasn't hyped for this. I was like, yeah, whatever. Stings in WWE, I knew it was gonna happen. But then when you actually see him. Standing next to Paul Heyman, Daniel Bryan, and Hulk Hogan, all four men legends in their own right. Yeah. It's just such a surreal moment. Yeah, and also <laughs> keep in mind, it's like, this is also very, very weird because a lot of people are like, no, Sting's never going to come in. And he's like, you thought, oh, and he's never going to go in. And he's like, oh my God, he is with the company now. What? Again, if for anyone who grew up during the 90s or 80s or any era where they grew up with Sting, it's a big deal. This is a huge deal. Like I said before, it, the only two wrestlers I can think of who've, who've gathered respect from both companies are The Undertaker and Sting. Yeah. You know, they, they're the guys who who really, really define defined that era, I think. This, this is one question I think is going to kind of interest some people. Do you think they're going to put the WWE belt on him? I don't want him to, but do you think that might happen? Or for at least I, a month. I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, I doubt it. I, w- I would see them putting the belt on Lesnar because, again, mm. Lesnar. We knew it was going to happen eventually, but Sting, nah, not really. I think he he deserves it, but I think I I think if he does the right thing, I think basically he should sh- it should go to someone else. You know. You know, I. I Again, I if they put him again, as much as I love, I would love to have him come back and have him wrestle. I don't want to see him in a title match. Yeah, I think that would just be stupid. Yeah, 
Because if you put him with a title match, then it's like, why? You know, he's just like, he's 55 years old, and, you know, he shouldn't be competing for titles. I think he just he just need to compete with some some of some of WWE's good talent, have some good rivalries for some of them, build up to three big matches at pay-per-views for him, and I already said my three, or I think they should build up to him and have matches in with. And, yeah, just you should, should, should do something like that, personally. Yeah, pretty much. So, again, I'm excited for Sting, and, you know, hopefully this leads up to something good. If not, then pff, whatever. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time WWE let me down. <laughs> when hasn't WWE let you down? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that, that's all I have to say on the whole Sting thing. I'm glad he's with the company. Yeah, for me too, but... Anyway, I, I'm not gonna talk about Raw. Usually we do like a Raw recap, but Raw was so shitty this week. I don't, I don't want to fucking talk about it. it, it Should we just, just mention it, why we're not gonna do it? <sighs> At least because okay, so the <laughs> show the, the sh- okay, okay, so the show opens up with a great segment with John Cena, you know, cutting a promo on Brock Lesnar, and then you have Paul, Paul Heyman comes out. He talks shit, and then Cesaro comes out, and he gives Paul Heyman an awkward hug, and and he's like, you know, sorry for you know saying I'm not no longer a Paul Heyman guy, you know, last week, and then he stands up to see, and he's like, he's you know, Paul's my friend, you can't talk shit to him, and yada yada yada, and then the two proceed to have a fantastic match. Of course. And with an opening like that, you would think that this was going to be a fantastic raw because that was a pretty good opening. Uh, put put over the, you know, John Cena actually showed up and actually cut up a fucking promo, not like last week. And you, you kind of felt like, oh, you know, this is going to be a good Raw. He had a fantastic match with Cena and, and uh, Cesaro to open up the show. It's going to be great. But then after that, oh, God. It just went downhill to downhill to downhill. And then the final of the whole rule was built up to a Brie Bella versus Stephen McMahon feud. That's what pisses me off. It's like, you could have... You could have just... I, 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 I just... I have no words for this. Because, I, I, like I said before, no one, no one wants to see this match. No one cares. This has got more build-up than the Divas division for the Divas championship. That's how bad the Divas division is at the moment. It's just... Here's the thing. Nikki isn't over with the crowd. They don't care for her. Her sister is more over than her. But her sister can't be on the show because, you know, with Daniel Bryan. And it's just dumb. This entire thing is just dumb. Yep. And it's just like, out of nowhere, like, Stephanie has beef with Nikki for no fucking reason. Oh, it's because apparently she got beef with Brie, but because Brie can't be on, like you just said, with the whole Daniel Bryan thing, because she, she wants to look after Daniel Bryan. Yep. It's, it's pointless. It's not worth it. It's a waste of everyone's time and a waste of my time. And also, the last time Stephanie was in the ring, she got a beating from her father. Let's just keep that in mind. Remember that storyline, Vince? When we basically you force your own daughter out of being positioned from GN within storyline? Charming. I know. Brilliant, brilliant storytelling at its finest. A, a, father, a father beating up his daughter. <laughs> uh, a bastardized quest for the ratings. Gotta love it. 
But yeah, that was pretty much a wrestling talk, so skip. So like I said, I'll put a watermark timestamp on where you want to skip to. But anyway, moving on, uh, we're going to talk about Comic-Con. Right. And more specific, more specifically, what was announced. So, keep in mind, this is going to be a lot of news, and we're going to like cover it real quickly because you know I don't want to sit here all day talking about this for like you know two or three hours. Yeah. So should we just cliff note it as quickly as possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Um. Um. What was it? What was the first thing I want to talk about? Uh. Uh. What was it? Well, what do you want to talk about first? Because there's a lot of stuff here. Okay, should we just go alphabetically? So let's just start off with DC. Uh, you want to talk about the movies or the comic stuff? Oh Christ! There's also the television <laughs> stuff as well. Yeah. So okay, let's. Uh, uh, so uh, Arrow season three, Constantine and Flash. That those are your three shows. And iZombie. Uh, did they show iZombie? Yes, I don't think uh, no, they didn't show iZombie. They showed they showed Constantine. Which was the leaked pirate pilot and stuff like that. They changed it slightly. They showed Gotham. Well, Fox, 20th Century Fox showed Gotham. Um, they also um, announced Arrow versus Flash series. Hmm. So you know because they want to build up Flash and everything like that. So let's have him take take on Arrow because we know what's all going to happen in that storyline. They say. I was going to be like, no, you cannot be like this. You can't kill. But why can't I kill? Because you have to be better than them. Because I'm so not trying to be like Batman. Uh, and also, by the way, again, like cool. Oliver. Well, to be fair, Oliver Queen was pretty much like the low rent Batman oh, yeah, of, of that time. He is. He, he's the. He's like the low rent slut boy for Batman wannabes. And I do love on the show, like, they're bringing in all, like, the rejected Batman villains. Like, yeah, you know, Green Arrow doesn't have that much villains, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just throw a bunch of villains in from the other DC universe and characters that are not related to Arrow, but has some sort of connection to Arrow in some sort of animation form or comic book line or, you know, and just, just try to all tie it up. I mean, to be fair, like, as much as I criticize the show, it's still a great show that everyone should watch. I oh, mean, yeah, Well, yeah. The, second, the second season, anyway. The first season's kind of meh. The, this is the problem. You have to get through the first season if you really want to watch the um, first, you know. Well, you want to get get to the second, but, you know, meh. It's, it, you know, first season is pretty meh, but season two, goddamn, was yeah. that a fucking great yeah. season. But I've got to say, the... Could did they show off the Flash pilot there as well? And I just I, gotta say, what what they did show off, and the Constantine stuff, I'm pretty impressed. I'm hyped for those two shows. I'm I'm hyped because at least with, like I know a lot of people give DC shit for like not wanting you know just now building up their own movie universe, but you look at their television universe, they're good. They're build they're building it up better than Marvel is. To be quite honest, yeah, Marvel's only just just literally just got their foot through the door on the television. DC got a head start on them on the television side of things, so I'm giving props for that. But again, I think DC missing a huge opportunity by not con- connecting their television universe with their movie universe. I, I know, but again, it's, you have to be with with TV stuff. You kind of like have to be like, oh, who's this guy? Well, you yeah, you have to see the show to to know who that guy is. I know, but I think I I think the problem is is just like you know, 
you're just missing a huge, huge opportunity to build a universe around the TV stuff because the TV stuff is not that bad as much people saying it is. That's the thing. It's like it's you got well, you've got to uh, well here, universe. Well, well, to be honest, it's like if for people who constantly complain about, oh, DC Comics aren't fun anymore. Well, go watch the TV shows if you want an alternative. Yeah, the TV shows just takes it as it is. Like, it's a fun comic book adaptation. and it, it, You know, it's just, again, I hate this idea of, oh, comics suck, but I need an alternative. So fucking watch television. They have TV shows and... Again, because superheroes are popular, we're getting like more TV shows based on superheroes, and I think I think that's a great thing because for the longest time, I think we needed more TV shows based on superheroes because again, there are a lot of superheroes that aren't going to make it to to live act to uh, live action movies. Yeah. So why not have them on t- television? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the Flash. Finally, I think that. I'm a huge Flash fan. I'm fa- I'm happy with with what they're doing with them. So yeah. I liked in the pilot they used the original Flash actor from the original TV show to play the father. Yeah, <laughs> I give him props for that. Also, I love the fact that the uh, first villain he fights is a Weather Wizard. So yeah. that's pretty cool. It was funny because Weather Wizard Wizard's um, brother who created the wand. Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> cool. So you know. Because a lot of people were like, oh, why is it not Wizard Wizard? And he went, well, it's the original creator of it, his brother. And I thought, oh, they're staying true to the comic. <laughs> so, again, it's 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 a lot of fun. And with him being there, I'm like, yeah, they're going to do the rogues. And yeah. they already... Uh, they already Cold. cast. They already cast Captain Cold, which I'm hyped for that because I love Captain Cold. He's one of my favorite um, Flash villains, so it's going to be interesting to see him on live yeah. action. I can't wait to see him do Mirror Master as well. Oh, Mirror Master uh, was was it Mirror Master Reverse Flash, Ca- uh, Captain Cold, and who else was the Trickster? Yeah, that's another one from Pi Piper. Again, I I just want to see all the rogues because the rogues are fucking awesome. It's Pi Piper, one of them, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's their pretty much their TV side. So about their film side. Isn't it kind of funny, like, how a year ago everyone was saying Batman versus, uh, versus Superman was going to be stupid, but then they showed that teaser and everyone lost their fucking I, I shit. I've got to admit, the teaser's good, but again, it looked like it was made in motion. Well, again. Again, it was made in motion, it's not actual footage, and I think that's fucking lazy. <laughs> Sorry, I know I, 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 I'm no kind of shitting on people's parades here when it comes to it, I'm, I'm not coming up as a Marvel fanboy, I'm just... Because I use the software, Motion, and I know what it looks like, and that's fucking Motion, and that's fucking lazy. You can't get a proper trailer game with some actual footage. <laughs> and also, to be honest, the animation film did it better. <laughs> well, you haven't seen it yet, so... You haven't seen the animation film? Well, I mean, you haven't seen the live-action version of it, so, you know... No, that's what, that's what I mean. I, I, I'm going to judge it until I get a fucking proper trailer and not some shitty Photoshop <laughs> motion trailer that basically get everyone hypes up over, I don't know, some images moving slightly from a fucking motion capture software. And also, what, what, it's Batman standing on top of a building top. It's kind of expecting that with the bat symbol. Wearing the armor suit. Oh, well, no one expected that to happen. Unless you read the, read the fucking comics, and then you see Superman turn up all angry and pissed off with red eyes, and 
I, I do have to question why he turns on the bat signal. What, like, it's like, hey, Superman, come find me. It's like, shouldn't he know where you are at this point if you're, like, standing in the middle of the fucking night with, with that giant armor with the glowing blue eyes? I gotta admit, I'm actually glad they gave him the, the glowing blue eyes. It looks great, though, but, uh, and again... I'm actually kind of hyped for it because at least they showed us something as opposed to oh we're just working on it but we don't have a script yeah sure I, again I don't I don't trust the team but again Zack Snyder Frank uh, Boyer I, I, I liked I liked um, Man of Steel I thought I think that was a very underrated movie I think, that needed more love I think Man of Steel was entertainment I've got to say Harvey Convell he was a good Superman he was really a good Superman um. The problem is, the script wasn't great. Um, some of the choices they made in in storylines were not good. The Superman comics from DC constantly keep bashing Man of Steel but relentlessly for every single stupid mistake. You know, you know what kind of fucking pissed me off is that just now they announced like Wonder Woman's gonna be in the in the thing and like just this year we got an awesome fucking Wonder Woman comic with Superman then they take on General Zod yeah. and and her and that was a great fucking issue. Yeah. So it's like why can't we just have that? Yeah. Wonder Woman <laughs> they brought in Wonder Woman and I've got to say the costume her costume's amazing. One slight problem. Where's the fucking colour? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying she I let me if because I've seen a Photoshop version of her costume with, with the correct gold, red, and blue, and I thought, oh my god, that looks amazing if you just add color to it instead of it being brown and trying to be like three hundred. And also, a lot of people said, oh no, she doesn't look the part. No, trust me, her in that fucking outfit, she looks the part. No, I I even said on Facebook, well, I take back every bad thing I said about her because yeah. she looks like young Diana. So yeah, you know exactly, she looks the part. She really does. And I remember when I first saw her, I went, yeah, I can, I, I can see it. I can see her playing it and stuff like that. And then, and then when there's fan-made creation came out in, the, in like her in the costume and stuff like that, I thought, okay, yeah, I can definitely see it. And then they finally got her in the costume, in their official costume. I thought it was, okay, this is really good. But it's just the color scheme. I just think maybe they're going to get her in, in, into the red, red, white, and um, the red, white, and white and gold costume at some point later down the line in the film. But, I'm curious to see what her role is, to be quite honest. I'm curious that, about that as well. But yet again, there, there's been rumours about Nightwing, Aquaman, Cyborg's being confirmed, and The Rock said he got some sort of role, but I think it's not in this film, and I don't know. I This just, to me, just smells like we want to do a Justice League film, but we can't be bothered to build up to it, because... But again, I think this is the problem. It's not... A lot of people give DC the slack. It's not DC side. It's the Warner Brothers side that is the problem. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, because I think that they're... They saw what they did with Marvel, and then and Mar- WB was like, oh, well, we, what do we own? We own DC, so fuck it, we're just going to do that. And I think that had they just given us a proper sequel to, you know... Manister. Man, Man of Steel, because I really liked Man yeah. of Steel, and I wanted to see a sequel to that, because it ended on a fucking stupid cliffhanger, yeah. and I'm like, 
what happens next? You know, I wanted to see how the world reacts to Superman and the damage yeah. and all that stuff. Is this what they because because sh- because because that's what I thought that they were gonna do because like it's like oh so he killed Zod and and he made a big decision and it's like how is it gonna affect him? I want to know. And then to see them go, well, fuck it, it's going to be Batman versus Superman. It's just like, why? Now, the best way you could have done that, the the so much better way you could have done that is that you do Man, you do Man of Steel, then you do Man of Steel two. You have Batman turn up in it at some point, and then the third film would be Batman versus Superman. Yeah, pretty much. And then after that film, you can spin it off to do the Justice League film, and you can do other sort of thing. This would mean you can slowly phase stuff in around Superman. That's that's the thing. You can slowly phase in all these different characters and villains in this universe. You know, it's just I it, they just, it just kind of feels rushed, and it I don't know. I'm worried about it, but I'm going to stay optimistic because at least. Because I'm I'm afraid it's gonna have like another Amazing Spider-Man two thing where the thing's gonna be so fucking rushed and they shove in so much shit in there it just becomes unrecognizable. I will never mean this again. I have kind of hope with it. I, again, I want DC to do well. I, I want them to compete with Marvel because uh, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. not a bad thing. Competition is not a bad thing to have. And again, like I said, I really like Man of Steel, and I'm kind of like, you see, you can make a good Superman movie, and a movie that's good that's not Batman, so why not more of this, you know? It's just, it's just, I... I again, I wish they just got someone else involved to do this film. I just don't trust Snyder as a writer. No, but they announced, uh, what's-his-face, the guy who wrote Argo is writing the script as well, so... It's probably he's probably gonna at least try to tame down some of the shit David Escoyer yeah. does. So it's gonna be toned down, thankfully. I think they just need to get more. If they want to build up this universe, you need to folk. You, you need you like Marvel again. I'm no one gonna compare back to Marvel. Marvel's basically done done it. Right. Oh, oh, don't worry, we're gonna bash Marvel in a few minutes because I got a lot to say about a certain movie they're making, and it's not Guardians. Okay, but... we're gonna have very different <laughs> opinions on that then. Um... <laughs> I think it's just we just need to. I I think we've just come come to Marvel uh, with the Warner Brothers. You need to put more trust in other filmmakers and other writers. You need to find these other people. You need to get these people in. You just can't rely on just one director and one writer. They tried to do this with I mean, Christian yeah. Nolan and. Again, and and that's the thing. It's like they need to take chances. I mean, I'm not a big Aquaman fan, but you know he's a part of the Justice League, so give us an Aquaman movie because you kind of need to introduce him into the universe and give us a Wonder Woman movie. Have you heard about this whole leaked script from um, from that leaked online from uh, Batman versus Superman, right? Which one? Apparently, there's another free drop that went online and stuff, and apparently, it's very. It, it basically explains all the characters' roles and stuff, like that and who's in it and stuff like that. Like, apparently, Nightwing's got a pretty big supporting role in the film and stuff like that, and Aquaman turns up in the first few minutes and stuff like that, and has a fight with Superman. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I'm being serious, and apparently, Wonder Woman works under. Again, this is. This is. You know, this is the problem I had with Spider-Man, t- Amazing Spider-Man 2. They tried shoving in so much shit that the movie just became more recognizable to me. Yeah. 
it's like I really wanted to like Amazing Spider-Man 2, but they were, it was just a mess. It was just a mess, and I don't want that to, to happen to any other superhero movie. Again, I think there's two ways this is going to work. It either it's going to work, and it, it's everyone's going to be really shocked about it, or they're going to shoot themselves in in, in the foot over this. Well, they pushed it back, so you know, whatever. They're taking their time, but yeah, again, it that's not their call. That's W. That's WB thing. You you do realize that got pushed back back because they wanted to produce an, another Peter Pan film. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, and trust me, this is going to be a theme for this podcast: movies that should not have been remade or prequels that should not even exist. Because we're going to get to another fucking prequel that should not exist that they're going to make. Yeah. Okay. So, so that was the that was the DC movie side, and again, yeah. you know, it it is what it is. I'll wait till till next year when they finally get their heads out of their asses and give us a fucking trailer. Yeah. So yeah, now on to Marvel. Again, you and me are going to vary on this. This is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not feeling that, man. I, I really am not feeling it. I I'm excited for Age of Ultron. Again, we're going to start off with the films. I'm excited for Age of Ultron. I think they're going in the right direction to it. The problem I have with it, and that you and me both agreed on, there has been no build up to Ultron. Oh yeah. Yeah. Both <laughs> you and me both have fucking agreed on this from day one. I think this is the only thing we probably agree on, to be honest. Um, and I just feel that that's a, such a missed waste opportunity. You have missed yeah, such because opportunity. I'm, because I'm sorry, Thor 2 was a piece of shit. Yeah. And you can, like, defend that crap all you want, but that movie was not needed. You could have put something else in there, and no one would have missed it. Yeah. This is what I mean. Unless they're going to do... A th- unless... Unless... The after credit sequence in apparently the after credit I, again I haven't seen Guardians yet so I have no idea unless there's an after credit sequence with 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 Hank Pam with with Tony Stark and they accidentally create they created um, Ultron I cannot see how this is going to fucking work. Well, up I think I think James Gunn said that Guardians <laughs> takes place like after. Like, it builds up Avengers 3 more than it builds yeah. up Age of Ultron, that's, which is, I think, is just dumb. It's a wasted spot. That's the problem. This That would have been... If they put Guardian, If Guardians was the first film in Phase 3, that would work perfectly. Yeah. You, I, I mean, because Phase 3 was that time to put in new IPs. What, Ant-Man? Ant-Man well, would have made a lot more sense to be there. Yeah. But again, again, I would have let... I, he fucking, I, I, I'm sorry. I hate Thor two so much. Thor two is the weakest just, one out. Just, uh, again, this, I fucking hate that movie. Again, this phase has been. There's only been two good films in this phase, and that's been Iron Man three and Captain America. Captain America: Winter Soldier. Is well, uh, Captain America is like my the, the only one I really like. Iron Man three, not so much. I, I enjoyed Iron Man three. I thought it was pretty good. It took some ballsy moves in it. Um, I think when it comes with Marvel with the phases, it's it's doing some stuff right. But again, I think it was blatantly obvious 
this was sort of a last minute call to put Ultron in it because they build up the Thanos and now people going around and saying no you can't build up the Thanos and stuff like that this is the problem uh, again Guardians is very mixed track rate at the moment we don't know what it's going to do because it's up and down constantly with its income not income its reviews god knows what else and like I said, it's gonna make money because people are stupid. They they see the Marvel name and they're just gonna pay tons of money for it. They don't care what it is. Well, this the thing is, I'm I'm gonna see Guardians this weekend. That's the thing. It's out here tomorrow. No, no, it's out. Yeah. It's out tomorrow well, in the UK. So I'm gonna see it, but I'm gonna be wary of it because I don't know what to expect. Like I said, I'm probably more worried about this than any other movie because it's just like it's just a wasted spot. Like this is, again, this is the movie before Avengers, so you know this is the last one of Phase Two. This was like the one that should tie everything together, but it's not. They well, it could have been a Hulk film, it could have been an Iron Man film, but they chose it again. This space, this whole space thing. If they fucked this up, they fucked up their extended universe. So, all their non-Earth-based stuff is fucked. It's already fucked up with the Mandarin thing, where it's like, oh... I, again, you mean... No, 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 no. I don't no, mind. No. I, uh, I did not mind the Mandarin thing. I did not mind it being... I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the fucking short that came after oh, that. Oh, the king... <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, yeah. I know he's talking about the short film that came with Winter Soldier. Where it's like, oh, we, we said something, but you know what? We're going to fucking retcon it because fuck continuity. I think, again, that was the backlash that some people didn't get the whole thing they were going for, was that the Mandarin was just an image of a self-creative me- media pub site um, sort of thing. You know, like a propaganda image? No one got it. And they did it in the alt universe that the Mandarin was a propaganda image. I think it was a computer in the alt universe. And it was just, it just wasn't received well. And that was the big downfall of it. it again, it was a good twist, but a, a lot of people didn't, didn't like it. When it came to Iron Man 3. It's just, I, 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 don't even know what they're doing with their continuity anymore. It's just it's all over the place, and it's just and and again, then 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 you want to know what's going to happen with Shield? It's going to be on TV now because they're not going to bother with Shield well, anymore. Well, I think Shield's going to be mentioned at some because apparently two of the main actors from Shield has been spotted in the Avengers sets, and so I think they are going to deal with it. Because some of the le- oh, some of the other footage is when they actually train, and um, you see Captain America training some of the Shield agents again, and falls there with him as well. So you know, I think Avengers, Aven- um, Avengers will be linked with Shield in some sort of way, but it's going to be more independently run by Tony Stark on his own. Uh, I just, I just hate the fact that Tony's the one who builds Ultron, and not Hank Pym. We don't know. Have they? Have they come out and officially said that? Because yeah. I'm again. I don't believe that because this is Marvel we're talking about. They have. They've never told the audience the truth about anything. So we don't know. So I'm curious to see where it's going to go. 
again, I have this, this is the thing. I have more faith in Marvel because they've proven themselves. Unlike DC with their film division, they have not proved themselves. They have failed time and time again. At least with Marvel, they know how to get a fucking film out, get it out on time, and have some faith in their fucking characters and actually get the shit and actually make a profit from it and actually get some good reviews for them. For their films. You know? And also, they don't use the same fucking director and writer over and over and over again. Well. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, they announced Guardians 2, oh, and God. James Gunn is coming back, even so... <laughs> James Gunn joked about that. He even joked, he even went on his Twitter and he said, yeah, I know, he said, yeah, I know my um, Guardians 2 coming out for that, but go and see the first film, though. No, seriously, he put that on Twitter. And they said, oh, you know, we're doing Guardians and we're doing a cartoon series. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus Christ, the movie's not even out yet. And you're, like, throwing this shit everywhere. That's the thing that just makes me not want to see this. Because, like, all this advertising, it's like, Guardians, Guardians, Guardians. And I'm thinking to myself, God, Iron Man 3 wasn't this this advertised. No, it wasn't. Um, Again, I think Guardians going to make more of their money on their merchandising than it is on the actual film. Yeah, because with all the merchandising and all the advertisements that they did with Guardians, you know that they, that Marvel's like, yeah, this isn't going to do well with the with the critics and whatnot, but, you know, merchandise. <laughs> merchandise, yeah, let's milk it for its worth. Um, again, um, I'm, I'm happy. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Guardians. Again, I'm going to get my opinions on that when I actually have seen it this weekend. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I think again, again, black again. When I did my interview with Stan Lee, he pretty much confirmed that there's a Doctor Strange film coming out and a Black Panther film coming out. So you know, oh, they're they've already um, said, yeah. but there it's already confirmed that Black Panther is going to be introduced because you, you in. Because, again, Marvel spoiled that with, uh, what was the it? Breaking Captain of the breaking Mar- Yeah. <laughs> they should have kept that a fucking secret. I am so annoyed about that. And for those who don't know, in the comics, the shield gets broken, and the only metal that it's made out of is in Wakanda. It's vibranium, which they did yeah. reference <laughs> in the first Captain America film. Yeah. Um, and, again, this was such a... Again, I don't... It, they should have kept that a secret. I really, really... I'm, I'm annoyed they they released that information. They should have kept that a fucking secret. Because you know what? I would have had a lot more respect for them if they kept that a secret. Go in the film and see that scream. See Ultron break the screen with his lasers and stuff like that in the film. That would have been such an amazing moment. But nope, that's completely spoiled for me now. Oh, I I love Captain America's Harley Davidson, where the shield is in the front like he's a fucking douchebag. Oh, <laughs> uh, again, I'm not too surprised about that, but eh, I'm, I'm I'm not because most of most of most of the stuff I've seen him when the shield would always be in the back. Oh, but or why is it in the, the front? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it kind of covers up. I don't know the the thing that you look through to when you're driving on it. <laughs> but it made more sense if they had it on his back, like they does in the comics and the first two films <laughs> but you know um, 
I'm 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 happy for it, and and all the actors. I saw the interviews with different people when they interviewed the actors, and all the actors are happy with working on the production and stuff like that. And they all they announced all their films up to 2019. That's the thing. So, and also Robert Downey Jr. has been given hints that there might be an Iron Man four, and I think that is kind of confirmed now because the whole short film, the all hail the king, because they are going to touch on the whole. Well, again, because. Because, again, Robert Downey Jr. makes them a lot of money. Yeah. They'd be stupid not to keep him around. And also, he, he's made the comment when he said, if it's the right time and the right price, that that's pretty much what he said about it. And I mean, they'll keep him for, like, uh, one one more Iron Man movie and one more yeah. Avengers movie, but then after that, they'll probably let him go after it becomes too expensive. But this is what I mean. I, this, this is the thing I liked about Robert Downey Jr. when he was talking about the whole thing with the Avengers 3 and stuff like that. He said he would only come back... If this, this won't give him props, he wanted a pay rise, but he wanted everyone else to have a pay rise as well. Also, I think it's pretty controversial. I think, I think what really bothers me is that after like, because Chris Evans said that once he's done with all these movies, he's going to probably retire from acting. So he, you know, <laughs> being, a lot of people seem to forget he's been acting since the early late eighties. Oh no, early nineties. I I know his work from the early two thousands. That's all I know him from. Yeah. I, I don't. I would say because he's contracted. I, I think I, he's still contracted to do three films. I I think that's kind of bullshit. With every actor who says I'm going to retire, and I'm like, and do what? <laughs> Again, I I think they need to keep some of these people around because um, I think Mark Groffrose, um, he's contracted on to do a few more films as well, and. I think what they need to do with, with Marvel, stop making these singular films, do these team-up films, maybe. Like, have Iron Man team up with Hulk in a film, have... Oh, dude, I yeah. would love to see fucking... If, it, if like, if Captain America's gonna go into Wakanda, I would love to see, like, a Black Panther and Captain yeah. America team-up movie. That would mean, have some of these actors be in each other film, have these team-up films, have, like, Black Panther... Iron Man, Iron Man, Hulk, have Captain America or Black Panther, so sort of Because that's like that. the thing. It's like Doctor Strange and Thor. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like these actors work better, you know, off other people. Because when they're alone, it's just kind of like eh. I don't mind them being alone. Because a lot, a lot of people give this stick with comic book films. Say, why don't this superhero turn up in these other sorts of superhero film? And do you read the comics? And I went, yeah, I read some. Do you see? Other superheroes turn up in their comic all the time to help them out with every single problem they're dealing with. No, well there you go. It's it's whenever someone turns up in a, in like a single shot issue, it's usually by accident. Like oh hey Bruce, didn't know you were here. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like oh yeah, I'm here because some expo thing for Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> nah, it's 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 it's, it's interesting. I, I I got faith in Marvel, but their television stuff on the other hand. Um, Didn't really pay attention to that too much, to be quite honest. They announced who playing Kingpin. I can't remember who it is, but... It's the serial killer guy from uh, The Cell. That's not too bad, to be honest. Um, And he got fat over the years, so... Well, it makes sense. (laughs) He he suits the role. Um, Again, where's my fucking Daredevil outfit? (laughs) They still haven't announced who playing Daredevil. Did they? No, they haven't announced it. No, they kept the, oh. they kept whoever played Daredevil was secret and the costume. They haven't revealed <laughs> anything with the Daredevil thing, some apart from 
who's writing it, who's the ex-producers, who's the director, who's playing the kingpin, and who's playing some of the supporting characters. It's kind of weird how you would announce the villain and supporting cast before you announce the main lead. I think what's going to happen, I, I guarantee you, because they said it's going to be episodic, um, I think Daredevil, for like the first two episodes, he's going to be in his yo outfit, and then he's going to get the red outfit like in the third episode or so. Because every, <laughs> probably be it, probably the probably the first two or three ep, probably the t- first episode he'll probably just be like Mad Murdock and he will probably become Daredevil at the end of the first episode or something like that. Yeah, and then he wear wear the yellow suit and then possibly by two episodes in after that he's probably going to get a, get the red suit. Because again, you know, you got Daredevil, it's on Netflix, come on, well, you know. Again, they announced that they want to do a Punisher show, they want to do a Luke Cage and um, Iron Fist crossover show. Again, they're, like, they're building up the Defenders, and I'm kind of like, okay, but can we see the shows already, you know? <laughs> again, I can imagine, <laughs> Give me something. To be fair, I think the only way to make you happy is if they announce a Moon Knight Netflix series. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine you be like, "Okay, Marvel, I forgive you for everything. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Who, if they do doing that, though, you think we could play the good Moon Knight? You need someone very eccentric. Oh God! <laughs> because I've read. Because that's the, the, that's the thing with Moon Knight. It, with Moon Knight, what what his appeal is that he has multiple personalities, and that's kind of hard to find a good actor to do that. Yeah. You basically need a good character actor, you know, who can play different characters on the spot. Mm. And I don't mean a comedian. <laughs> Steve Martin is Moon Knight. <laughs> or Rob Snyder as Moon Knight. <laughs> Adam Sandler is Moon Knight. <laughs> Kevin James as Moon Knight. God damn it, why, why is my costume going to be white? Makes me look fat. <laughs> oh, God. But no, I think, uh, again... Uh, War- Warren Ellis writes the first six episodes and then leaves, and then the show gets cancelled. <laughs> what, 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 you mean the first three episodes? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Warren Ellis is going to write the new Moon Knight. Awesome. I'm leaving. I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> yeah. Again, I have more faith in Marvel than I do with DC. But again, again, for, 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 I can say, out of the two... Marvel and DC were pretty evil, even when it came came to showing off stuff. Well, they had to be because they had to one up each other. Oh, they always like wanting up each other, stroking their own dicks and dick sapping <laughs> each other in the face. So it's stuff. like um, it's like hipster bad girl, yeah. Thor, female Thor, Black Captain America, multiversity. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Okay, one one thing I want to quickly mention um, about the Ant Man panel. Whoever was booing. The guy who's taking over America, right? Go and fuck yourself, really. I'm really, really shocked and how appalled I was with, with that fucking panel and how much grief they were giving him. Because, to be honest, it, again, it's funny how people would turn on one director so quickly, taking over position from another director for a film. I know it's Edgar Wright, and Edgar Wright have a lot of respect within the industry, but, you know, you should have really shit on the guy who's taking over his role, because <sighs> you really should be shitting on Marvel for this one. That's a, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, because people, that's the problem with internet culture, is that they want to, like, 
have an easy target. Like, they want to, like, blame Adam Sandler and only Adam Sandler for the movies he makes and not his entire production company, which is what they should be blaming. Yeah. You know, the company that actually distributes the shit. Yeah. He's just, he's just a director, and to be honest, like, I don't really care. I thought... Like, this, this, this... Ah, oh, I, I didn't see the panel, but if, if they were bad. booing him, they were booing oh. him and not asking any questions. Like, yeah, Paul um, Peyton Reed, they were ignoring him, booing him, and even even afterwards when I asked him question, he was one of the only few guys a lot of people didn't want to ask him questions. And I'm like, oh my god, you're really laying out on him, you know? <laughs> it's. No, not 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 Marvel. The the people who have constantly promised us an Ant Man movie, but then constantly, you know, didn't show us anything yeah. up until this point. Yeah. And also, to be fair, Reed um, Reed is the director. He was the fourth guy in line they went to to ask him to make this film. They asked people like and a lot of people passed on it. They so, asked the yeah. guy who did All Hail the King. They asked James Gunn. They asked um, I can't remember the third guy was, but uh, they asked Adam McKay yeah. of all people, and Adam McKay makes fucking dumbass Will Ferrell comedies, so they were desperate at this point. And they turned to this guy who made um, his most known film was um, Yes Man in the Breakup. He also did Bring It On. <laughs> So, oh god, that's over. Uh, that was long ago. That was back in two thousand, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, okay, I know, like, it's, it's that's what the internet does judges a per judges a director by the quality of his work. But again, you know, it's been how long since those movies? So I don't even remember that he even did those. So he did the breakups. By the time Ant Man came out, it would be fifteen years. Yeah, so it's like I don't care, you know. It's I want to. I'm focused on the now. Yeah. I don't care about the past. I don't care about all oh, this guy's the worst ever because he did this movie. No, I wanna. I'm focusing on the now. I'm. Ha- I will say one thing. I am happy that um, they got two Ant Men's in, in this film. Mm. I I don't mind that. Again, let's let's be honest. How the fuck will you do Hank Pan's storyline with him beating up a woman? <laughs> I'm just saying it's better it's, it was Scott Lang Ant-Man instead to be honest it, it was the more safer choice than I just... Hank Pym I reckon Hank Pym's going to turn up in Age of Ultron that's my I don't know it just, it, just, it just seems weird not having the Wasp be because I really like Wasp. I think she's one of my favorite characters, and it's just yeah. weird not having her in this at all. Oh, don't worry. If it, if it was originally Hank Pym, he'd probably end up halfway through the film, just change his name to Yellow Jacket and start smacking Wasp around. Oh, God. that was a, That's that's another thing that weirds me the fuck out, is that the villain's Yellow Jacket, and I'm like, um... <laughs> Do we really want to touch on that? <laughs> Again, the reason... A reason, apparently, um, the producer for Marvel who would work on this film, the, he sat down with Edgar Wright, and they they did say to him, "How are we going to handle with this and stuff like that? What are we going to say?" And they said creative differences, and they regret saying that now. Well, whatever. But yeah, apart from that, both both companies did a good job at at their respective panels and 
release their stuff and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm looking forward for, for, I'm looking for, looking kind of looking forward to, to Batman v Superman. I'm looking forward to Avengers and the, and Marvel's upcoming projects as well. Okay, have you seen the trailer for Mad Max? Oh, with him basically just riding around in his car and he stares off in the desert. No, the full trailer that they showed. Ooh, no, I haven't. Oh, it looks insane. It, I did see some stills from the trailer, and when I saw oh, it, dude, I was you like, have to see, I, you have to see the trailer. Yeah. It's fucking insane. From the stills I saw, I was like, oh my god, this looks like a good remake. Is it a remake or a sequel? I think it's a sequel, but it's like from the original director. So, and it, I, I was worried about this, but after seeing that trailer, holy fucking shit! <laughs> You'd be interested to see see a new Mad Max film. I'm again. I I was I was like, oh, you know, I'm not sure about this, but then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh wow, it's like World War Road Warrior on steroids. <laughs> Wolverines. <laughs> I, I I just want to see Rancic. <laughs> Wasn't he in a wrote ro- ro- Mad Max film? I don't remember. The guy who played Rancic for Power Rangers. Because I remember was... at the Power Ranger con, he made a whole joke about it because there was a funny in-joke with him. They did a Mad Max parody with him oh. driving the car and stuff like that. And he basically sort of replies his original character. No, I, I, no cause I, I, the only part I remember that guy from is from Commando where he's like, I'll cut you, John. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. <the> he had an awesome mustache in that. <laughs> he had a porn star mustache. <laughs> Let's be honest about that. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite actors. Yeah. But yeah, um, they released the Jurassic Park um, poster, which I was quite happy about. It looks cool. Yeah, I, I want to see footage. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen all the edited parodies of um, Steven Spielberg next to the um, next to the Triceratops? Oh yeah. Have you ever seen the Photoshop one with all the dead red shirts around him? <laughs> yes. It has been amazing. The internet blew up on it. Again, I haven't I haven't seen a great Jurassic Park meme since they uh, did the meme on the um, was it in the credits? They someone got credited for um, dinosaur handler, and everyone did memes of him of the guy saying, "You had one job. You had one job, Mike." <laughs> and apparently, the guy who had that role just didn't get the joke. <laughs> no, apparently he, he he went eight ship on the band. Said, what did I do wrong? And he just couldn't, he just couldn't understand the joke. <laughs> You're a dinosaur handler. Dinosaurs have been dead for thousands of years, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, basically, it was always credit ads. Basically, he was in charge of the animatronic side of the dinosaurs and stuff like that. And apparently, people were making joke saying that the reason why it happened because he failed to do his job. That's why all the dinosaurs escaped from the park. <laughs> And what people were joking about, and he just couldn't get the joke side of that. Like they were actually having, he really thought they were having a go at him about his how sloppy his work was on the film. He just couldn't get the joke, <laughs> which makes mm. it even more funnier. Um, also, as well, um, legendary pictures. Mm. I know you want to avoid this subject. We're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> So, 
Should I? They're making a King Kong prequel. Jesus Christ. And keep in mind, it's going to have nothing to do with a Peter Jackson film. At all. Even though Legendary Pictures is under contract with Universal Studios now. I wanted to just point that out. Be a fucking. Did, I, I'm sorry, but does anyone give a shit about fucking King Kong as a character? Like seriously. Again, I don't mind the King. I didn't mind the Peter Jackson King Kong remake, but I still say the original was the much more better film and the much more greater, timeless film. Um, I just don't see what the point. I think it's, they're just they're just like, oh, we got the rights to King Kong now. Let's make a King Kong film. You know, because making a prequel or a spin-off from King Kong was such a good idea. Look, King Kong, the animated series. That was such a good idea, wasn't it? <laughs> King Kong versus Mecha Kong. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> this is just going to be like a Mighty Joe Young film. I'm surprised you even remember Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> well, it was one um Ray Harryhausen's earliest um, films he ever worked on. Oh God! Okay. Really? Yeah, seriously. Mighty Joe. Well, the people, the same people made, made Mighty Joe Young, made King Kong, and that's how Ray Harryhausen learned his art. He learned his art by working on King Kong and Mighty Joe Young. Those were his first two big films. Oh, you're talking about the original, yes, not the, yes. not the. Oh, oh. not the re- No, not the whole oh. remake with the oh. Billy Kaiser Ferris wheel, and everyone feel bad for him and start giving money to him and buy their own <laughs> wildlife preserve so he can run around for the rest of his days, gannabanting in the giant private reserve jungle, which which no one's gonna go on and try to hunt him for his fur. God, God, Disney, what were you fucking thinking? Yeah, I think they were not thinking a lot when, they, when that film got made. Um, it's like, d- does anyone really give a shit about how the Skull Island and the history and how King Kong exists also, and on that? And I'm like, just, the ugh. cult tribesmen as well. Do we really need to know how they got there, or how King Kong got onto the island, or how the dinosaurs are on the island? How how would you go about telling this fucking story? <laughs> it's just. It's just like... This sounds like an idea for a parody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. A mockumentary, a documentary team turns up on the island and start recording everything on it. (laughs) God, now that you're saying parody, I remember that fucking Johnny Bravo episode where they spoofed King Kong. (laughs) Oh god, yeah. Well, that's, I, I probably get my Johnny Bravo mix episodes mixed up. But well, was that Snooze Snooze Island? Yeah, female uh, no, no, women, no, or that? No, no, no. It's it's the one where they go to, uh, go to a they get stranded on an island, and then you know Johnny gets kidnapped by a bunch of uh, tribesmen, and then the the King Kong is female. Oh, she falls yes. for them. Yes, <laughs> it's I remember the dumbest that. shit ever. Oh God, I remember that now. <laughs> oh, I remember, God. yeah, that was around the time when they brought in, like, Carlton and Pops, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was an, one of my favorite episodes, because it just goes to show you how fucking stupid King Kong is as a story. Yeah. And also, because of Legendary Pictures, like, I know how much you love their other film they're making. Ugh. And I know we said this just before recording, you said you just they just want to make this film because they want to make a crossover film with another franchise. 
<sighs> like, why don't they just do it? Like, I, I'm seriously, I'm just asking, like, why don't they just do it? Like, well, yeah, everyone knows who King Kong is, everyone knows who fucking Godzilla is, just do it. I'm happy they're making a Godzilla film, because you and me got completely different opinions with the Godzilla film. Which we're not going to go into, or we're just going to go on for another extra unnecessary hour. <laughs> but um, we're going to say they announced Gigan, Rodan, and Mothra to be in the sequel to Godzilla. I'm glad that um, Toho has given permission and given the rights to use these monsters in the sequel to Godzilla because then. Was it can... King Ghidorah or Gigan? Gigan. Oh, God. Yeah, Gigan, so. <laughs> oh. Ang- Anglis, I think, was another one they announced. No, oh, fuck Anglis. Anglis is a piece of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> one of Godzilla's oldest monster monster rivals, and you're like, fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> and you call yourself a Godzilla fan. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. You may think they're one of the most oldest monsters next to Godzilla to go fuck itself. <laughs> no, it was there were two monsters that were similar to Anguirus and that other fucker that did, that was in another movie but didn't have his title, his name in the title. Oh, I know who you're talking about. The one with the drills and the bug-like creature that had Jack Jaguar in it. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, 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 that was Megalodon. Oh, God. There's so many monsters, that's the problem. <sighs> I know who you're talking about. It was another one that was similar to Anguirus, but he was he was in King Ghidorah, uh, Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Mothra, all monsters attack, but he wasn't in the title. Is that Gang... Garg... Oh, I can't remember what his name is. Gargan? He, he, he's the one that had the pincers and the bug-like head and the chainsaw in the middle. No, that was Gigan. That was oh. the my, That's my favorite out of all of them. Okay. Well, Gigan is one that lists of monsters going to be in the sequel. Oh. So, I don't mind. I think it's a good way to go. I think they're going to learn from their mistakes and we can see the monsters more. You know, because we all wanted to see the Cloverfield rip-off monsters more than Godzilla. Because, you know, it's like it's, it's like a Godzilla film without Godzilla for about, I don't know, half an hour of the film? Like, half an hour of the film? Uh, Godzilla, and then... You know what? I want him just to take out that fucking piece of shit army piece of crap. Then I'll be happy. Again, the the whole melodrama with the army thing was the whole bad thing. But, but when Godzilla was on the screen, it was pretty epic, I've got to say. And how he killed the monsters and stuff like that. And also, I love the fact... Um, did you see the press conference they did at Open Weekend Japan? Yeah. It still makes me laugh when the when when some of the Japanese press say, Why Godzilla is so fat and, and then they basically just say back to it, so why did you go why does your Godzilla got thunder fights? <laughs> and I'm like I, I went back away. Because uh, was... there was a there was a lot of controversy about that that so much there was so much controversy about that that uh Bandai, the guys who make the H uh SH Monster Arts toys, when they made the two thousand fourteen Godzilla, they made him skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, I did. I saw that as well. I, I got to admit that was pretty funny. But again, it, it, again, I think they're going to rework it and stuff like that. I, I, I didn't mind the design for God's sake. I think it was not a bad film. I think it was a good film. I think the script was just badly. I, I, I think there was some stupid decisions in the script. You didn't focus on the on the good male. Oh god! Character. My favorite line of dialogue. It's like, oh, these monsters eat new radiation. So how are we gonna kill them? Nuke them. And it was some really stupid stuff. And also, let's 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 be fair. Both you and me, both you and me can agree on this. There was two good human characters in that film, and they don't focus on them. One of them gets killed off, and the other one is not very focused. Oh, on I was pissed when they when when they killed off Brian Cranston. I'm like, wow. <laughs> 
You didn't. I cared, no. I cared about no. They did something with Brian Canton in that film, which I was shocked that they did in a Godzilla film. You actually gave a shit about a human character in this film. And it's like with, with, no. within, within ten minutes, no, no, less than like five minutes. You like you understood his character, you understood his motivation, and you like him from start to finish. And I'm like, oh, because that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see fucking Brian Cranston army up, take down Godzilla. Yeah, didn't get that. <laughs> and then, and then when he died, we did get the Japanese guy. Um, I can't remember who played him, but he was another good character I really like as well. And they, they barely focused on him. Such a shame that his entire shtick is like exposition because you couldn't have figured this shit out from the opening credits. Yeah. Again, he was he was a good fit. And also, I love his little message keeps saying when the army said, we've got a nuke and he kept telling don't nuke him. They feed on this stuff. And the army's like, well, we don't yeah, know what like, to do. No, no, they pretty much tell him, fuck you, America. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, and then the the Mutos would just rip off the Cloverfield monsters. I said that when I was sitting in the cinema with, with my mates, I just went, Oh, look, it's a Cloverfield. It's a Cloverfield monster. We get to see that fight after all. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, you got a new monster. When does Godzilla show up? Yeah. And he turns I'm up. I'm waiting. He, he turns, I'm waiting. He turns like half an hour. You went, Oh my God, Godzilla. He's epic on screen. Okay, cool. First fight. Cuts away. What? Oh, <laughs> Fuck up. I'm like, no, no, you you cut back to that. No. <laughs> yeah, I still stand by my my rating. I still say it's a good, solid seven. But, you know, that's just me personally. I know you despise the film and you, you, you wouldn't care if this film was a living human being. It catches on fire. You just watch it burn no, no, and slow to death. Yeah, to be fair, it's not the worst Godzilla movie. The worst Godzilla movie is still Godzilla's Revenge because Godzilla's Revenge, everyone who is, who is involved in that piece of shit can go hang themselves. Was that the Godzilla film when he flies off with a gamma ray breath? Oh, no, no, no. It was the one with that little shit kid. Oh, who fant- God, yes. They used all the stock footage and then had Godzilla's son in it. Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. Jesus Christ. But yeah, it's again, it's not the worst Godzilla film out there. Yeah, Godzilla's Revenge. Anyone who puts that on their list of favorite Godzilla movies can go fuck themselves. And Godzilla 97 as well. (laughs) No. I'm still... I was joking around with this with a couple of mates on another podcast. I said, for the sequel, have you seen the Godzilla Snickers advert? (laughs) <laughs> that's how they should should trap the new Godzilla just get a giant Snickers bar and throw it at him to calm him the fuck down <laughs> I'm just saying it could, could work could work but you know but um, uh, fuck it I, it's boo-woo. this is what happens you get me talking about Godzilla <laughs> and I'll talk about it for fucking 30 or 40 minutes straight <laughs> I know I know but we, we we had to mention it because we mentioned Legendary and then we had to mention Godzilla but Again, I'm looking no, forward I'm, to Godzilla. Just, so. just, just, just fuck that yeah. stupid King Kong movie. Yeah. And also, Pacific Rim 2. Yeah. I wasn't big. Again, I I, I, I I, didn't like that. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, can you not like that? I'm sorry. I just didn't. Yeah, Pacific Rim was... Eh, it was okay. I It was a very forgettable film. <laughs> and now they're announcing a sequel and a Japanese anim- anime film. So, you know. Uh, of course. That's pretty much it. Um, got anything else to talk about Comic-Con? Um, what else did they announce? The only thing they announced was, a, the only other thing I know, there was a Goosebumps film coming out starring Jack Black. That's it. 
Oh god, I I think that's just kind of bizarre when you t- when you're telling me that like, because I love Goosebumps, but Jack Black really. Yeah. I think R. L. Steining is a producer on the film, so they got him involved in some sort of manner. But I can see Jack Black doing something, being like one of the main characters, and he was having the dummy, the, the Night of the Living Dummy, with him on stage, like he was doing the voice for him and everything, so if he's just a dummy, I wouldn't mind that. He's a big dummy himself, so it sort of suits, suits the role. Uh, again, yes, uh, I'm not a fan of Jack Black doing family comedies, because those are just... Ugh. Well, I don't know. Uh, they could do like a kid's horror film, a Again, some some of the Goosebumps television stuff was if you get the right kid actors and the right the good the right script, I think you can have a semi decent film. Not nothing spectacular, but oh god, the Goosebumps TV series from the nineties yeah. that was awful. Yeah, it did have one or two good episodes, but then it had a lot of bad episodes. It's like, they always had to end on a twist. They could not just end on, like, a normal note. They had to always end on a fucking stupid twist. Oh, you mean, like, the um, dummy one when it turned out the kid was the master dummy all along, or the um, the plant monster father in the base when they actually killed the real father, and the real the father they didn't kill was the plant monster, and the cuckoo clock thing, the mad time cuckoo clock thing turned out that... He actually raced his sister from time, and oh my god, he had some stupid stuff. Oh god, uh, one I remember was like the invisible guy who was haunting him, and then it turns out that the invisible guy was the last human, and that the the actual humans who were, he was scaring were aliens who took over yeah. his entire right. Earth, and I'm like, this is just retarded. <laughs> oh, is, is that the one? Is that No, I think this is a different one, but when they go to a campsite... And you think they'll, uh, you you think it's like creatures taking over it, and they're like, oh, we're just testing you. I was like, what earth are going on here? And they say, we're going to a planet called Earth. Wait, what? And it were turned out there a bunch of aliens. I thought that was a good twist, but it's a very weird script. But again, <laughs> again, if you if you want to mind fuck, just watch old episodes of that because it's just the weirdest shit or ever. If you want a good good read, read the original books. Some of the original books are pretty damn good children literature. They were really popular during the 90s, early noughties. And they were creepy. They were really creepy. I Again, if, again the Goosebumps film. You you got the original author being the producer and working on it, working alongside the film. If you get the right team, I think you can make a good little Goosebumps film with nothing mind-blowing, but you can get a good, eerie family film, horror entertainment film, I think. Yeah, again, because I, I don't see this going PG-13. I would love to see it go PG-13, but again, no. the, the books are mostly like PG anyway, so, yeah. you know. Again, if they could get that PG-13 rating, they could push the envelope a little bit more, but I, I doubt for that's going to happen. I would love to see the ma- the mask, the mask. Oh, that was creepy, that book. The mask <laughs> one, that was fucking creepy. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I think that was the only good television one as well. Oh, that was just depressing. Yeah. Oh my god. I again, go read the books. If if you have never read Goosebumps books before, go and read them. They're such I think I think climate. my my I think my favorite one was a two-parter of the Invasion of the Body Squeezers. Oh, that was creepy. That that was messed up. 
<laughs> I remember reading the Camp One, the Night of the Living Dummy, the Living Mask. Um, there was a few others. Oh yeah, the Mad Cuckoo Clock one. That's that's another really good one to read. And uh, the the one with the scientist with the father is actually a plant monster. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's just you know I'm surprised it took them this long to to capitalize on it. But again, like I said, 2016 is going to be that year where we're going to see a lot of 90s nostalgia, and you know. Well, again, you think about it, the 90s nearly over 20 years old. Even thinking about it, which is even scarier, it's nearly 30 years old. Jesus. So you know they're going to be a lot of. Teenagers that grew up during that time are probably adults now. They probably have kids of their own, and they probably will take the kids to go and see this film. No, I mean, because my you know little brother, he's into the goosebump stuff, so and I'm kind of happy with, that he's into that. So I'm like, you yeah, know, he's probably gonna go see this, yeah. and you know, yeah, because they did bring it back recently for a new run, and I heard the new run did did pretty well. Sales, yeah, because because you know he he read the new stuff. I didn't like. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of too old for this, to be quite honest. Yeah, because the weird thing I told about the new series, the new series was a continued narr- narrative, which set. Yeah, it was set. more. It was more of a mini series, and they even did a mini series based on this on, on television. So, I, again, I, it's an interesting idea, but I like. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the standalone stuff than yeah. the. Same not to mention some of the. Not, not to mention some of the. Uh, covers were fucking creepy as all shit. Oh god, yeah. The, I remember one of the covers is like a slime pit with with hands coming out of it and evil eyes and. Oh up. god, I think I think the one that creeped me out the most as a kid was the lake one with the skeleton eyes looking at you. I think I had that one because when you bought that here in the UK, you got a, you got a, a pair of false teeth that came with it as well. Oh, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's a, again a good a good reads and good good little books and stuff like that. It's again the, the guy who wrote them. He he was he he's a really good writer. Uh, well, I yeah, think. and and again, so that, that's that's pretty much it. I don't think that there was other movie stuff that they no. That they talked about. There was a couple of TV stuff that I wasn't really interested in, except for one panel. But that was Miss Buffers. But apart from that, no, nothing really else interested me. Uh, well, there was a lot of comic stuff, but again, that that's if I recap that, that we'd be here all day as well. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> have we got anything else to talk about? No, I, I think that's pretty much it. Like, you know, we've gone on for like an hour and a half, an hour forty, forty. So, you know, we just gotta call it a day. So, sorry. So, again, hope you enjoyed us rambling on about random stuff, but. Again, that was our Comic-Con coverage, and uh, we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.